The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Good morning, White Sox fans. This is your Sox Machine White Sox wake-up call for Thursday, April 28th, 2022. I'm Josh Nelson. Guess what? The White Sox won a game! Woo! Yes! The losing streak is over as they defeated the Kansas City Royals yesterday 7-3. This White Sox team has two kryptonite issues. Ability to hit right-handed pitching and their defense. Both aspects were much better as Dylan Cease was on the mound for the White Sox against Zach Greinke, who took the ball for Kansas City. White Sox took the lead in the second inning when Yasmani Grandal singled on a slow roller that the throw was airmailed over the first baseman. Next was Jake Berger, and he hit his second double of the season down the left field line to put the White Sox in a prime position to put up a crooked number. Reese McGuire got underneath the ball ever so slightly, to hit a sacrifice fly, which was his first RBI with the White Sox. It played a Grandal, and the White Sox were leading one to nothing. But Adam Engel lined out sharply to shortstop Nicky Lopez on some bad batted ball luck. And Danny Mendick was called out on strikes, ending the threat. Poor Mendick, as if you look at the pitch 3D map, only one pitch was actually in the strike zone. In the third inning, Tim Anderson singled to left field and scored on Andrew Vaughn's deep drive off the left field wall. Royals left fielder Andrew Benatendi tried to fake out Anderson thinking the ball was going to fall short of the wall, but the White Sox shortstop was not fooled as he continued making his way full speed around the bases. Again, no outs and a runner on second base. The White Sox failed to cash in Vaughn, but they were ahead 2 to nothing. To start the fourth inning, Jake Berger hit his second home run of the season, making it a 3 to nothing game. Finally, the White Sox offense seemed to become alive against Granke. Meanwhile, Dylan Cease was dealing against the Royals, getting at least one strikeout in every inning. Cease held the Royals hitless through five innings, but things started to get dicey for Cease in the sixth inning as his command got shaky. Whit Merrifield drove in the Royals' first run of the game, which was an RBI single, that Andrew Benatendi's single had a hit expectancy of 10%, but Andrew Vaughn once again had trouble reading the ball off the bat and it fell right in front of him. 
With one out and runners on, it was a dangerous time for Cease facing Salvador Perez. On a full count, Cease threw a slider down and out of the strike zone, but it was too good for Perez to pass up as he whiffed for the strikeout. After a wild pitch, Facey Carlos Santana moved the runners to second at third base. The White Sox called for the intentional walk to allow Cease to face Hunter Dozier. Once again, on a 3-2 count, Cease threw a slider, this time off the plate wide, but Dozier could not resist as he swung and missed in what would have been ball four. Cease got out of the jam, and the White Sox were still ahead 3-2. Cease's day was over after that inning as he went six innings, allowed three hits, two earned runs, three walks, but he struck out nine on 99 pitches, throwing 65 strikes. His season ERA is 3.27. Jose Ruiz took over in the seventh inning and had his worst outing of the season. He gave up a leadoff single to Bobby Wood Jr., who stole second base, and then advanced to third base on Ruiz's bulk. After a walk to Michael A. Taylor, manager Tony Russa tried to play the percentages by bringing in lefty Bennett Souza to face Nicky Lopez. But on a 3-1 count, Lopez didn't move his elbow and let Sousa's slider hit him in the elbow guard. On replay, it kind of looks like Lopez intentionally got his lead elbow in the path of Sousa's pitch, which then loaded the bases. Next was Whit Merrifield, and all he could muster was a sacrifice fly to center field, picking up his second RBI of the game. That's all the damage Sousa would allow, but it was a tied game again at three apiece. In the bottom half of the inning, with two outs, the White Sox rallied, Danny Mendick singled the left field off a jam shot that shocked his hands. Tim Anderson picked up his second hit of the day with a single to right field to put runners in the corners for Andrew Vaughn. Manager Mike Matheny for the Royals called for Scott Barlow to face Vaughn. On the very first pitch, Vaughn broke the tie. Righty with Andrew Vaughn, and Andrew loads up and skies it. Deep to left field, down the line, it goes, it is gone! Andrew Vaughn greets Barlow with a moonshot, and the Sox take a three-run lead. Home run call from Jason Benetti of NBC Sports Chicago. Vaughn's three-run shot, his fourth home run of the season, gave the White Sox a 6-3 lead. They would tack on one more run in the eighth inning to make it 7-3. Kendall Graveman, with Liam Hendricks dealing with back spasms, got the two-inning save by striking out four batters. This was a performance that hopefully the White Sox can bottle up. Against right-handed pitching, the White Sox had nine hits with two home runs. Sure, Tim Anderson, Jake Berger, and Andrew Vaughn combined for seven of those hits, but at least there were three hitters with multi-hit games, and they were hitting for power. The White Sox move up a ranking against right-handed pitching, their team OPS is now 579 against righties, which is good for 28th in Major League Baseball. Still a long way to go to get better, but hey, it's progress. The White Sox defense did not have an error in the game, even though Andrew Vaughn missed a play in that Benintendi single. Alas, it's also progress for the league's worst defense. If they could continue improving in these two areas, the wins should be more frequent. The White Sox are now 7-10, 3-8 against the American League Central, while Kansas City drops to 6-10. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today, the first pitch again is at 1.10 p.m. Central Time between the White Sox and Royals in the rubber match. On the mound for the White Sox will be Michael Kopech, who has a 0.64 ERA after two starts with 15 strikeouts. Opposing Kopech will be old nemesis Brad Keller. Keller's off to a good start, as he has a 2.55 ERA with 14 strikeouts, but the Royals have lost both of his starts. This might be a game where we see Lurie Garcia. Out of the White Sox hitters who have faced Keller, Garcia has the best track record with a 321 batting average against Keller and 28 at-bats. Jose Abreu is hitting just 188 against Keller, and Tim Anderson is hitting 200 against Keller with that infamous home run. For Kopech, he'll need to do a better job against Carlos Santana. In six at-bats against Kopech, Santana has three hits, with two of them being home runs. You could watch today's game on NBC Sports Chicago or listen on the radio at ESPN 1000 AM. Down on the farm in Charlotte, the Knights grilled the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp, beating them 10-1. The Knights scored five runs in the second inning and put up another crooked number when they scored three runs in the fourth inning. Adam Hazley went three for five with four RBIs as he hit his first home run of the AAA season. Carlos Perez hit his fourth home run of the season as he went two for five. Yobert Sanchez also went two for five as he's batting 500 early in AAA. Perhaps the star of the game was starting pitcher Wes Benjamin. He pitched six scoreless innings, only giving up three hits, didn't walk any batters, and struck out nine. He has a 1.17 ERA to start the season. The Knights are now 8-12. The Birmingham Barons were up 8-4 heading into the bottom of the seventh inning, but the bullpen meltdown once again as the Rocket City Trash Pandas score three in the seventh, one in the eighth, and Braxton Martinez hit a walk-off home run as the Trash Pandas beat the Barons 9-8. Lennon Sosa hit his second home run of the season, as he was 2-4 at the plate with four RBIs. Alex Destino went 3-4 with three runs scored. Yoki Cespedes was 1-5, and so was Jose Rodriguez, as he hit his first double-A triple. The Barons are 7-10. The Winston-Salem Dash visited Asheville and were down 4-0 entering the eighth inning. That's when things got interesting. Harveen Mendoza hit a solo shot, his second home run of the season, to make it 4-1. to 
Tyler Osick doubled, and with two outs on an 0-2 count, Oscar Colas hit his second home run of the season to cut the lead down to one run. After a Jason Matthews walk, Brian Ramos singled. Luis Macias had runners on first and second, but he was called out on strikes, ending the Dash's rally. They ended up losing 4-3. Colas went 2-4 for four with that home run, is now hitting 324 with an 893 OPS. Brian Ramos went 1-4 for four and is still carrying a 407 batting average. Matthew Thompson pitched five scoreless innings, giving up only two hits with one walk and one strikeout. His season ERA is now 2.95. The Dash are 10-7. Canapolis continued the White Sox affiliate road trip, but they won, knocking off Fayetteville 4-2. James Beard hit his first home run of the season on his way to a 2-for-4 day. Colson Montgomery had the day off, but Wilbur Sanchez played in his place and went 2-for-4 at the plate. Samuel Polanco was also 2-for-4. Starting pitcher Noah Owen is off to a good start for Canapolis. He went five scoreless innings, allowed just one walk, three hits, and strike it out three. He has a 1.13 ERA for the season. The Cannonballers are back to 500 at 8-8. Eight and eight. For more regarding the White Sox prospects and affiliates, make sure to visit Future Sox daily at SoxMachine.com slash Future Sox for all of the latest news. Subscribe to the Future Sox podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Around Major League Baseball, the St. Louis Cardinals and New York Mets had a brouhaha. Multiple hit batters on both sides all series long. Nolan Arenado was almost hit in the head when benches cleared. Aaron Nato got himself ejected, but the Cardinals were still able to beat the Mets 10-5. The Mets are 14-6 to start the season, while the Cardinals are now 10-7. The Arizona Diamondbacks won back-to-back games against the Los Angeles Dodgers, winning today's tilt 3-1. The Diamondbacks scored two runs at the bottom of the eighth inning to steal that victory, as the Dodgers dropped to second place in the National League West with the loss. The Milwaukee Brewers one-hit the Pittsburgh Pirates as they won a low-scoring affair 3-1. Josh Hader picked up his 10th save of the season. The Brewers only have 12 wins for the season, so think about how many close wins the Brew Crew already have. The San Diego Padres beat up on the Cincinnati Reds 8-5. Mackenzie Gore improves to 2-0 with a 1.76 ERA. The Reds are a dismal 3-15 to start the season. The Seattle Mariners made a late charge in St. Petersburg, Florida, but in the end, Tampa Bay was able to hold on for the 3-2 victory. Seattle drops to 11-7 while the Rays are 10-8. The Phillies crushed the Rockies 7-3 as they scattered 12 hits. The Phillies are one game below 500. They're 9-10 while the Rockies continue to impress early in the season as they are now at 10-8. The Orioles tied things up at the Bronx in the sixth inning, but the Yankees' offense was too much late as they win 5-2. The Yankees are 12-6 to start 2022, while Baltimore drops to 6-12. The Red Sox, just like the White Sox, are struggling out of the gate, but they blow out the Toronto Blue Jays 7-1. The Red Sox are 8-11, while the Blue Jays drop to 12-7 as they are a half game back of the Yankees. The White Sox didn't face twin starter Joe Ryan last week in Minneapolis, but the return from Tampa in the Nelson Cruz trade is impressing early. 
He and the Twins pitching staff hold the Tigers to just two hits as the Twins shut out Detroit 5 to nothing. The Twins are now 10 and 8 as they have won 6 games in a row and they are the only team above 500 in the American League Central. That will do it for today's White Sox Wake Up Call. Later tonight, we'll have Sox Machine Live, streaming on our YouTube page at youtube.com slash Machine, as we'll recap the Royals series and look ahead to the weekend series against Los Angeles Angels. If you just discovered Sox Machine or have been a longtime lurker, help support us on patreon.com slash Machine. Our Patreon supporters receive exclusive content, ad-free versions of the podcast and website, and the first opportunity to receive our Sox Machine swag. Monthly plans start at just $2, and you can save with an annual subscription. Again, the website is patreon.com slash Machine. Subscribe to the Sox Machine podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Sox Machine. You can follow me at Sox Machine underscore Josh. Have a great Thursday, everyone, and thanks for listening to the White Sox Wake Up Call. For SoxMachine.com, I'm Josh Nelson. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.